Hello and welcome to the Run With Ellie live show, the show that brings you stories from your everyday runners to professional athletes and other specialists in the running community who all share a common passion for the sport. I'm your host, Coach Allie. I hope my podcast can help you change the way you live and the way you move so in the long run, you're able to live a sustainable and healthy lifestyle that you deserve. The purpose of this podcast is to promote the love of running. Throughout my experience speaking with the individuals in the running community, I've found that many of us seek acceptance and relatability in some way, shape, or form. On Run With Alley Live, I tie together the common pain points and solutions through the stories told by the special guests on the show. Each individual has a unique running journey and shares how running impacts the mind and body in the sport and outside of it, both mentally and physically. So stop being so hard on yourself. Tune in right here weekly for new motivational episodes with special guests to inspire you to change your life for the long run. Thank you once again for joining us on Run With Ally Live. Please don't forget to support the show and our special show guests by clicking on the subscribe button in Apple Podcasts or whichever platform you choose to listen to the show on. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Run With Alley Live podcast. It is Tuesday, November 15th, and it is really, really cold here in New York. Jackie, how is the weather where you are? (laughs) This is the second morning that we've had snow. It's been gorgeous, and it's not too cold yet. So it's like perfect running weather in the snow. Wow. Do you have special shoes for that? I actually put screws on the bottom of my shoes for traction um, or I'll wear trail shoes. But yesterday I did trail shoes and that was a mistake since the ground is still warm. The snow's melting and it was a little bit slippery. So today I wore the studded shoes. Thank you for sharing that really quickly. You know, I really liked your Instagram post yesterday. I think it was yesterday talking about that because us New Yorkers here, we don't have the right shoes. And I feel like you could probably provide some insight, but conversation for another time. Um, For everyone returning to the show, I hope you've already subscribed to the show so you never miss a new weekly episode. And for those of you new joining, welcome to the Run With Alley Live podcast. I really hope that you enjoy the content and what you're listening to today, and then you subscribe to the show afterward. So without further ado, we have a special guest on here. She is a runner, a run coach, an entrepreneur, a wife, Jackie Wilson. (laughs) Jackie, welcome to the Run With Alley Live podcast. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you here and just talk all the things running with you. And first, I have to ask, um, Do you like running in the snow as much as the heat? I don't like running in the heat. (laughs) It's more the humidity that gets me. Um, And a lot of people don't think about Minnesota being warm, but we do have like the extremes in the cold and the hot and our summers are very humid. So winter running is actually my favorite. Um, Add snow and that's like a bonus, but if I can go out and like challenge myself on the coldest days, that's like one of my favorite things to do. That's good to know. I think that's so tough and I admire that. Wow. Well, for all of you winter runners on here, you know, it's that just gives you some motivation to bundle up and get outside and ditch the treadmills. <laughs> <laughs> All about outdoor running. So Jackie, I would love to hear 
about your story and how you got started with running, uh, you could take that where you want to take it. Yeah. So my story really started, um, or I really fell in love with running because of how it made me feel. And it really gave me and my mind a rest from the constant thoughts that were rolling through my head with work, with studying for the CPA exam, for um, getting my master's degree, and then like all of just the daily life things on top of that. So I ran my first half marathon in May 2016, and it was awful. I felt awful. Um, I ran fasted. I fueled with like sports beans and Gatorade, but I had no clue on really what I was doing. And coming from a background of having a master's in accounting and really being driven by numbers, I was determined that, yes, I can do better and I want to do better. Um, so that's really what started my journey with running and really trying to figure out how to improve. And in this case, it was my time and my pace. Um, so really through my own journey, I, I learned how much nutrition and strength training and these little things impacted my running. Yet at the time, which would have been 2018 at this point, I rarely heard or saw anyone talking about the importance of these things. Um, it was run more miles or run faster um, so I really dove into those topics and learned as much as possible while also sharing what I was learning and experiencing at that same time. And that's really where I started helping people with what I like to call all the things. It's the, the strength training, the nutrition, the sleep, the rest, the life stress, the mobility, all those little things that are outside of running that impact your running. And it was through nutrition that I really sparked my ability to apply these things to my running and to see big results. So I took 45 minutes off my from my first to my second half marathon time over the course of the summer just by learning how to fuel my body. And that actually came into play of actually eating more than I was. Um and then over the course of a year and a half, chipping my half marathon time down to 124. Um, and then my running journey kind of took a turn. Unfortunately, the stress and the lack of sleep um, from my career and studying took a toll on my body. Um, I was also training for a marathon at the time and also trying to keep up with all the other aspects of life that ended up over the years, um, taking the toll in 2019. Um, I ran an October marathon and right after that, all these symptoms started piling on. And that's when I really started to try to figure out what was actually going wrong. Um, and ultimately that meant giving up running for an undetermined amount of time in, it was the beginning of 2020 to really figure out what was wrong, how to heal my body and to allow my body to properly heal. It was one of the hardest things that I had to do because of all the benefits and joys that running 
brought me and still brings me, but it was one of the best decisions that I made because it also helped me focus on the things that I could do and the things that I was maybe missing or that I could do better in my training, but also um, in my daily life. And then after that kind of stage of what was determined to be burnout, um, I actually had a free race entry for a local trail. It's a 7K race um, that I had won in 2019. And I don't think any runner can pass up a free race entry. (laughs) So in 2021, I decided that I was going to participate going in that day. I had no idea if I was going to actually run because I still was not running at that time. Um, But I think a few things that we'll talk about later really drove home the start of my running journey again and the things that I approached differently. And I think in a better way that has made me a better runner, but also just a better person in general. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that wealth of information. You hit up so many different great points. I just want to say, I really admire that the learning as you go aspect that you shared, I could heavily relate to that by the way. And I think that is something that makes you a valuable coach and experienced runner. And that's just so valuable to be able to share with others. And thank you for sharing it here because it's not easy. I'm sure it's not. Um, and w- you are a speedy lady, 124 out marathon. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, you know, unfortunately, like, I'm sorry what, what happened with the marathon, you know, happened, but at the same time, I'm not because of what you just said. I mean, good things came of it. And, you know, I really like that you were forced to focus on the things that you weren't focusing on, I guess, when you were before, you know, you experienced this burnout. Right. Yeah. I think it, I I truly think that everything has meaning behind it. You just have to recognize that and actually learn from the experience. And I think that life will continue to throw the same ball at you until you actually learn the lesson. And that ball kept on getting thrown at me until it actually stopped. And it was probably a getting hit by a bus or a brick throwing being thrown at me when I finally stopped and, and recognized what was going on for me to make some changes. I was just picturing like you standing there and having like little pebbles thrown at you and then like a big boulder comes like and I it's like it just throws you down and it's like I you know yeah sometimes those things are sometimes have the best silver linings but it's almost like you don't want to avoid them because then the silver lining would never happen and you wouldn't be the coach you are right and there's actually a story it's just a short riddle about a feather a brick and a bus And I think, I think everyone should look that up because it is really eye-opening and you can take certain situations in your life and really recognize where that feather was, where the brick was and where the bus was. So I guess this is where I'm going to interrupt and say, Jackie is also, um, she has dabbled in the life coaching space. If you couldn't already (laughs) kind of tell from what she uh, has shared and Jackie, I love that you dig deeper into, you know, the, the why like behind like that's not just behind the running in relation to other life situations because 
there's a huge value in that uh, and in helping people. And I'm going to look up the feather. What is it? The feather, the rock and the bus. Um, the feather, the brick and the bus. Okay. And I'll probably, I'll look it up and share it with you. Perfect. Perfect. We, no one's getting hit by buses. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I I'm excited. I'm excited to, um, I'll share that in the show notes. Thank you. Um, wow. So that was a lot. That was just a lot. I love, I love it. Okay. This is kind of a very like ambiguous question, but I have to ask it because you're a distance runner, but I'm going to actually change the question a little bit because it's, <laughs> it's just too generic. Besides the half marathon, what is your favorite distance to run and why? Well, if it's not the half marathon, it has to be the marathon because I love the the journey and the training process. And I would rather suffer for 26 miles than suffer and have my lungs and throat be burning and taste like blood for a 10K or a 5K or a mile. Like I'll do the I'll do the threshold okay. test. Yeah. I'll do the threshold test. I'll do the mile time trial. I'll I'll run the 800s, the 400s, but I won't do it around the track. <laughs> um, yeah, I do all my work on the all my speed work out on, on the road. Um, and we have a, a lake in in town that's a mile around, so I usually do my speed workouts on that if I need good footing. But yeah, I would rather run slightly slower and hold that pace for twenty six point two miles than do a 5k. Interesting, but I love it. And yes, very relatable about the lung burning. Yeah, totally, totally get that. (laughs) There's something so fulfilling about the marathon. And I love said the training, you didn't even say the, you you didn't even mention PR, which I love you. You solely you're, you like the process and the, the journey. And I love that because I feel like more people should appreciate that, but it's really hard to just tell someone to do that, you know? Yeah. It's something that has to be learned. Right. Right. It's what coaches are for, I guess, to help guide you guys (laughs) to all the great things and lessons. Um, So thank you for sharing that. A great distance, by the way. Next question. So pre-burnout and post-burnout, these were two different, I guess, journeys that you had in running to date. Do you mind going through uh, each and explaining the difference between the two and kind of the outcome of each? Yeah, for sure. So I guess one of the biggest things that is like the first thing to go or the first thing to be sacrificed for at least anyone in America is sleep. I did not prioritize sleep because I didn't think that I could because I was working a lot. I was studying. Um, I was getting up super early, going to bed super late. And I literally used up every single moment of my day and there was like no time wasted. So that was a limiting belief that I had that I could not prioritize sleep. Um, but it was ultimately the number one thing that came back to bite me because sleep is, is when your body's recovering Um, It's when your mind is really weeding out the things that it doesn't need. It's repairing. It's doing like everything your body is working when you're sleeping. 
um, and everything is impacted by sleep, your nutrition, your sleep, like your mindset, how you think the decisions that you make, your reaction time, it's all impacted by sleep. So I started focusing on sleep in 2019. Um, I would say in November, it would have been after my marathon. And honestly, it's still something that I struggle with. It's a daily battle because I would rather get up at 2 a.m., at 3 a.m., work a couple hours when the world is quiet and it's dark and I'm like focused on what I'm doing and then go for a run and a lift and then get home before the sun is even up. But even if I go to bed at eight o'clock, like that's only six or seven hours of sleep and um, eight hours. I know that's like a number that's just thrown out there, but the science is there, especially for athletes. I just want to come, come in here for a second and just emphasize the importance of this to the listeners on here. You know, I, Jackie knows, I know, I know, you know, that, you know, easier said than done. Like, yeah, I'll be fine on six, seven hours of sleep. But, you know, in the long haul, uh, especially if you are training for something like a marathon and you want to do that for the rest of your life, everything Jackie is saying right now is gold because you, you could only last so long before hitting by getting hit by a bus, let's say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is just amazing, amazing um, information. And I really hope you, you know, really listen to this, save this, write it down. Yeah. Jackie, sorry to interrupt. I just, yeah. No. And just to add on that, um, to put into perspective, it, there's a book called why we sleep by Dr. Matthew Walker. And he talks about the science behind it. Um, But he has research that shows after seven days of getting seven hours of sleep, which doesn't seem like a big deal for a lot of people, um, the brain is as dysfunctional as it would be after going without sleep for 24 hours. So that eighth day, it's pretty much like you're pull. It's it's pretty much like you pull an all nighter every eight days. Wow. So your reaction time is actually considered to be the same as someone who's driving drunk. So it's very eye-opening when you actually add that sleep debt up on what it can actually do to your body. I will be sharing that in the show notes, Jackie. <laughs> that is eye-opening. Um, guys, we got to get eight to nine hours. All right. Yes. Yeah. Moving yes. right on. So sleep was the number one thing that I changed. Um, now I make it a priority to get at least eight um, a lot of nights it's, it's closer to nine or above nine. Um, and that may be something that people don't think it is possible, but it's really something you have to switch your mind around. And like, I, I prioritize that above everything else right now. Um, and we'll continue to do, even though it's hard, <laughs> it's hard for me. It's a daily battle. Um, the second thing that I changed was really my mindsets and my thoughts, which Again, if you're not getting enough sleep, your mindset, your thoughts, the limiting beliefs that you have, it's not going to be what it would be like if you were actually rested and your your brain could fully function. So um, long story short, I left corporate at the end of 2000 or September 2019. And as I mentioned before, stopped running at the beginning of 2020. I had taken a couple breaks at the end 
of 2019 off of running because everyone said the symptoms that I had was adrenal fatigue and that I could heal that and be back to normal within like a month or so. Um, but that did not do anything and I was actually getting worse. So I figured out eventually that it was burnout, corporate burnout. Um, but that doesn't mean that the cause was running or the cause was my job. I had to get to the root cause. And this is where like a lot of my research has come into play on getting to the why and the root cause of our thoughts, our actions, the things that we do and the things that we experience. So I had started working with a registered dietitian who specializes in female hormones and thyroid health. And she was the one that really opened my eyes to this because um, I had all these symptoms and these questions that she was asking really made me think deeper into my thoughts and what I did and why I did them. Um, and that's really where I've come into really asking my clients and even just runners that I talk to on Instagram about like, okay, yes, you're experiencing X, Y, Z, or just for an example, like if a runner says they crave sugar and I'm like, okay, yes, sugar can be addictive and it's proven that it can be, but why are you actually craving sugar? Are you low on sleep? So your body's looking for like a quick energy source are you under eating? So your body's looking for that quick carb? Um, or is it something deeper, like someone in your environment that's triggering your reaction to want to eat sugar? So really diving into those root causes and the why is something that has helped me tremendously in my journey in working through different situations. Um, so getting like back to the mindset and my thoughts, I actually started EMDR therapy and counseling to work through the thoughts and limiting beliefs that I had around certain situations in my corporate job. And that's where we discovered that, like I had always considered myself a perfectionist, but it actually didn't turn out to be that way. I was only a perfectionist around performance-based numbers. So being a runner, that's a big issue. Like I'm focused on, on pace. I'm focused on distance. I'm focused on PR in my races. And at this time I was not currently running. And as we started to really dig into that stuff, I realized that's something that, yes, it was going to be extremely hard to do, but I had to shift my thoughts around numbers. Um, and it was really my success in 2018 and 19 that got me really into this like self-inflicted situation where yes i was focusing on all the things nutrition strength training the little things that make a big difference for your running and i really lived my life to be better than i was yesterday so for running that meant i'm going to see with these half marathons that i was running can i do better today in my race than I was two months ago. And in 2018 and 19, like I was, I consistently PR'd race after race after race, but I also ended up winning race after race after race. So it became like this question of, 
when I got home from my race, did you win? And that was a pain point in 2019 because it wasn't something that I intended, but Mm -hmm. it hit that performance-based perfectionism pain point. Um, So that was something that I really had to shift my mindset around. And the last half marathon of 2019 was four weeks out from a marathon. And yes, I wanted to race it because I wanted to PR and I wanted to keep that streak going. But ultimately the marathon was my number one priority. So I had to remove all expectations and pressure from that race. And, and ultimately you do that. Um, is there any, anything you specifically did to get yourself to remove those number driven expectations? I had, I talked to a couple friends and I told them my situation and talked on runs to my running friends about this. And they reassured me like, yes, this marathon is your number one priority. You don't want to throw out all the hard work that you've put in, in racing this half marathon and then maybe not being able to give the marathon your all. And I, I mentally prepared myself for that race a week out by telling myself, I'm going to run this half for fun. I can race it next year if I want. I can race another half marathon whenever. But ultimately, if I use this half marathon as a workout for my marathon, it's going to help me a lot more than if I leave it all out on the course. Like, who knows what's going to happen? So just continuing to tell myself those things throughout the week really helped me show up that Saturday morning um, feeling light and like excited to run a half for fun when I hadn't felt that way for like over a year. And, and I actually ended up running a PR (laughs) because I was, I was, I was going to ask that because of one thing. Um, I, I love everything that you did. And you know, it just shows you how valuable to the listeners on here, how valuable the running community is, whether they're your friends, a coach, just people in the space, using them as a sounding board, anyone. People, we all want each other's best interests for the most part in this community. The running community is special. And just Jackie having that is that's amazing. And just you know, dropping the perfectionism is not easy. And I give you like a lot of credit for just sharing that because I think we all, including myself could get a little fixated on the numbers and, you know, I'm not saying we're not going to go pro, you never know, but for now, for, you know, for now, and just enjoy for the sake of enjoying the sport that we love. It's amazing that you were able to drop all those worries and just enjoy your race and crush it. Mm-hmm. But And the body performs so much better when you release those stressors from it. Like if you're tense, if you're extremely stressed about a race, like that's a different feeling than the race day nerves. Like those are two different things. And you have to learn that if, if you are to a point where you start to question, and this actually happened um, to my last half marathon this year, I started to question on, gosh, I'm not really excited for tomorrow. Do I even want to like run it? And that was like, again, I had to step back and remember how I wanted to feel 
And that's like what I wanted to take away from that half marathon in 2019 is how I felt by removing those pressures and expectations of myself and of others. And ultimately like going through the 14 months when I wasn't running, I continuously reminded myself of that, how I felt when I ran without the pressure and the expectations of numbers and of others. A hundred percent, you know, that's amazing. And I'm so happy that you were able to do that and feel that. Uh, it's ve- I feel like it's so, uh, like me, me too. I, you know, I still get caught in the numbers game, but to the listeners on here, I'm sure you know what it's like to feel tense and locked up and like you can't breathe when you're pushing the pace almost. But if you are able to get your mind to relax, your body will follow and your fitness could show as a result. And then it becomes fun because then that's like fun hurt, you know, it's like, oh, I'm moving, but like I'm pushing it, but it makes you feel alive, you know. Yeah. And your, your mind dictates everything. Like no human has ever reached their potential and they've never. Oh, Kipchoge, I mean, he, no human is limited. He's all about the mind. I mean, yep. he ran a 201 marathon. Yes. Yeah. Yep. You have, you have to start with the mind. Like, yes, your fitness can be there on race day, but if you have not worked on your mindset and you're extremely stressed, or I should say you're extremely stressed or tense about the situation, you're not going to perform to the level that your fitness is at. Yeah. I just want to add something onto that because I agree. Um, in your training, when you're doing these hard workouts and you're pushing your body to do that over and over, you're going to have terrible workouts and you're going to have awesome ones, but having that in your training and pushing your body to do that will allow your mind to develop this belief that I've done hard things before and you, you could do that again. Yep. You have to work on it daily. Heck yeah. All the time. Um, so this, we could talk about this forever, but I want to thank you so much for sharing that Jackie. Um, I'm going to skip over to your coaching methodology and I would love to just, you know, hear from your perspective, how you think our brands align in terms of like values. Cause I'm alluding to, you know, something after this, that's why I asked. <laughs> yeah. So I think, uh, when we first started doing the webinars, it was really eye opening to how Wait, similar. I- no, I'm kidding. I said, what webinars oh. <laughs> guys missed out that didn't join them, by the way? Yes. <laughs> um, it was very eye-opening and how similar our approaches to coaching were. And really like approaching each individual individually and not just focusing on the running. Really approaches taking more of a holistic approach in focusing on strength training. How are you feeling your body? What are you, what are the little things that you're doing to improve your running? What does your mindset look like? What does your running technique look like? Like there's all these little things that can add up to big results. Yes, you can buy the the next best shoe that is shown to I don't know, improve your marathon time by 4%, but you you also have to be running so fast. But these other things are proven 
they can benefit anyone and everyone and they can benefit you so much more. So I think like just approaching coaching from, I guess, a different standpoint that I've seen a lot of coaches approach it um, was like, I was jumping off the walls with how excited I was just to be able to um, discuss. And I feel like we can just talk for hours about a single, uh, a single topic um, in terms of running and training and just life in general, because anything that we do in running can be applied to life. That just made me smile. I, you know, and I feel the same way. I feel the same way, Jackie. (laughs) (laughs) No, but in all, in all like due respect, uh, I, I only see anything about running talk about the running and yes, there's here and there little snippets of, yeah, you could do this nutrition wise. You could do these drills. Great. But it's not personalized and it's not being into the why or really taking the next step to look at someone's running technique because, you know, who would have thought that like learning how to run was the way to go versus pushing the pace and not even being able to control your body. You know, who would have thought that It's, it's these basic things that, you know, I value in your coaching too, because you don't let them go unnoticed. And that's very unique and different. And I love it. So yeah. Um, to the listeners on here, you know, if you, I'm not going to name any magazine names on here. I just want to kind of give the best advice in this regard as I can. Don't follow a generic program. The end. Okay. (laughs) Just don't do it. Like, do not ask your friends that have done it and see how they've done. Like, I am pretty sure if you ask like 20 people, over half will tell you to probably go get a coach, join a group. Yeah. That's all I have to say about that. You know, it's an experience. You do it and then you realize what's so much more better, so much better. Wow, that's good grammar. <laughs> you're no, you're fine. It's perfectionism, Jackie, is like, oh, like. You know, it's so funny because I, speaking of grammar, I always mess up my emails. I'm like, oh man, you know, that was (laughs) grammatically incorrect. Like, can I unsend this? And I'm like, you know what? It's like, and I I say this sometimes out loud. I don't know about you, but I'll I'll literally say, it's okay, Allie. Like, I'm a person. I'm not a robot behind here, you know? Um, And that applies to running too. All of it does. I love this. Really could talk all of this. But yeah, you know, so I'm really happy we've connected. I'm happy we've hosted these webinars. To the listeners on here, Jackie is going to be helping to, I guess, scale uh, the Run With Alley brand as we move into 2023. And yeah, she's going to help me coach. So I'm really excited for that because, and I'm more excited for the value that you could give to people because I think that you have a lot to, you know, just based on your experience and everything you've said, you look into the things that are going to help make or attribute to someone's success as a runner, because the fitness is such a little part of it. And I love that you spoke so much about sleep, because I think in New York City, at least, oh my gosh, I mean, (laughs) a city that doesn't sleep, it's like, that is the nickname. I mean, it's not okay. So yes. Just it's all it's all about asking questions and 
really, again, getting back to that root cause, but also just bringing awareness to things that people haven't thought about or things that have been kind of discounted or determined to be not important by society and really flipping that around and actually saying, well, no, like this is extremely important. Like if we didn't need to sleep, we wouldn't have been like, we would have been made to get two hours of sleep if that was even necessary. So just looking at the things that we were made to do and the things that were made for us and looking at how they can benefit us. Yeah. That. And then on the opposite spectrum, something I more work with, like why is someone saying that they have runner's knee? Yeah. Literally like, though, you know, my first question is going to be, can I see, can I watch you run, but I don't want to make you run right now. You know, because we're just not taught how. Right. And, that's and it's, 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 it goes back to that root cause. Okay. Do you really have runner's need? But if you do, like, why? There's yep. there's a reason. And we're going to address that. Yes. And oh, I love it. I love it. We're going to help a lot of you guys. So get ready. Um, but Jackie, it has been such a pleasure um, having you on the show. I do want to wrap up because I like to cap this at like 30 to 40 minutes. Uh, but I could, you know, again, talk with you all day. Um, one final question. Why do you say yes to being on the run with Allie live podcast, even though I asked you to be on it? Gosh, I, I just like bringing awareness to what I like to call all the things and, helping runners understand that it's just not about running. And again, it's not just about strength training and nutrition. There's a reason why we run and it benefits our entire life. It benefits all aspects of our life. And that means that these little things that we do that can benefit our training will also benefit our life. And that's like what we're seeking to do right it's just to be a little bit better or find a little bit more joy in our daily lives and all the things can do that like these little tiny things that are discounted can benefit you and I just like that you also focus on similar topics um that's why I said yes thank you thank you and you know just taking that and just helping other people do better too, because when you're good, everything is exponentially better. Yes. Yes. You know, like when you're, at least when I'm irritable, I don't want to talk to anybody. (laughs) I'm I'm the same. I'm like, wait, I got two hours of sleep. I want to pull my covers back over my head and like, yeah, I will tomorrow. Like, yeah, get that sleep, guys. Um, But Jackie, thank you so much. That was excellent. And to the listeners on here, I'm going to be sharing Jackie's links to get in contact with her and whatever else she wants to share with me, as well as the book um, that she mentioned and the, the link to the feather, the brick and the bus in the show notes. And yeah, Jackie, thank you so much for joining me today. And I'm excited for everything to come. Yes, thanks for having me on. Thank you so much. And to everyone on here, I will see you at the same time, same place next week. Have a great Tuesday. Don't forget to become a member on my website to get updates on my weekly new special episodes on the show, sharing 
fun running feats, training methodologies, and all things running related to help you keep your running fun. Reference the link in the show notes to become a member of the Run With Alley community so you could connect with other like-minded individuals who love running just as much as you do. Again, do not forget to subscribe to the show by clicking the follow plus button, Apple Podcasts, or subscribing on whichever platform you're listening to the show on. Please leave a review under the episode in whichever directory you're listening to the show in so I could better provide you with the top-notch content I strive to deliver you week in and week out. Thank you again for listening to Run With Allie Live. If you are looking for the perfect solution to finish your first marathon injury-free, even if you've tried to get in shape in the past and failed, sign up and get access to your free 24-week program now by clicking in the link in the show notes under this episode. Sign up now. All you need to submit is your email, and I'll see you on the inside. Thank you so much for listening to Run With Allie Live. See you next time.